and the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Welcome to the Put Me In Coach podcast, boys. Gregory is in charge of the board and turned off all the mics. So now you're just listening to the smooth, sexy voice of Gregory Porter. Mm-mm. Goes down smooth like bourbon. <laughs> you come back for one week and just take over the whole show. You've been gone for a month, Gregory. <laughs> oh, my God. That was awesome. And totally redeem yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was, yeah, golf clap yeah, for that. Yeah, very much golf clap. I won't, I won't actually clap for it, but. Um, I was going to say, I don't know who has the longer streak right now, us doing consecutive weeks in a row of potting or the Redskins having a win streak. Uh, but Gregory just took the opening from me, so thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're adorable. <laughs> Goddamn right, you're adorable. Um, victory cast. It is a victory cast. It's a victory Tuesday on the Put Me In Coach podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome on into the show. Bobby Blanco, Greg Porter, Ian Foster, and Tom Natale. That is the foursome. We are here today to talk about some Redskins, maybe getting some Terps Hoops basketball. DC um, Defenders. The DC Defenders released their uniforms today. I think they're sexy. Sexy, strong, simple. I like it. Keep yep. it simple. <laughs> just yep. like Uncle Chick just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friend of the program. Um, simple, strong. Uh, PMIC Podcast, obviously, give us a follow across the board on the social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, please follow us on all your podcast platform needs. Um, yeah, so, uh, Redskins fucking won a game in Carolina. That that's, was their best game of the season. That's neat. By far. Not even close. By far the best game of the season. 29-21 victory uh, win against the Panthers. They, damn it, did they establish the run. Damn it, did Darius Geis enforce his will upon that defense. Whew. And damn it, did if uh, Dwayne Haskins didn't look a little better. He's progressed week. a little bit. Week by week. That's all I want. You know, it's this was the recipe going into the season. It was to, you know, be a defensive dominant team and control the clock run the ball don't turn it over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when we actually accomplished all three of those things we i mean this it, it kind of shows where the potential is as far as the talent is uh, is concerned on this roster close <laughs> <laughs> what did you put it on there yet very close oh uh, damn close no not damn yet. close damn close culture is great we were 10 and a half point underdogs culture. yep yeah and almost one by 10 well, ended up winning by eight does this mean I got to keep on picking against the Redskins? Because I fucking hate it. Well, that, that is your call. I finally well, switched. I'm to keep winning? I finally switched. Do you want them to keep winning? Yeah. <laughs> seven and nine win the division, make the playoffs? No. But not going to seven and nine. I do, I do not want to go seven and nine. I want to cap it at five wins so Bruce can still get fired. Fair enough. So, I actually, I wrote this down. Nice segue, guys. We're winning. We won two games in a row, and I think the best thing happened on Sunday was that we won. <clears throat> we improved in a variety of aspects, and we didn't lose draft position. We gained. We gained. It. Yeah. Didn't we? we gained. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We, we were four. Now we're three. We're three. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. we Which, won and got better. 
Which, if they can keep doing that, I'm all for hey, that. Win all the games. <laughs> Absolutely. Game do whatever it is that you got to do. Yeah. So two more, and then we get the number one overall pick, I guess? Yep. So I, I'm trying to think of the benefits of winning because we talked about that meaningless win in Jacksonville last year, and it cost us substantial um, movement in the draft, even though that we ended up with Haskins regardless. So you can make sense, and I understand the rationale behind we need to lose every game for one draft position and two just to – Whatever it is possible, make sure that Bruce Allen is gone and maybe even Snyder is so devastated that he sells. Um, at the same time, there are benefits to winning these relatively meaningless games. And for me, I, I would say where it's most beneficial is to you know our young players. I mean, of course, they're learning how to lose. They got to win. Got to learn how to win at some time at some points. Also, you know, I I have to think that this is very much advantageous to Dwayne Haskins, to Darius Geis, to Kelvin Harmon, to all of our, you know, rookies and second, third-year players. You know, there's benefits to that as well. And, you know, you want to make a point of next, of this spring's draft. I don't think there's a player like a a can't-miss like an Andrew Luck or something like that. I, I know Chase Young appears to be legit, but he's not, we don't have, there's not a generational prospect uh, coming available this spring. Yeah, but so I mean, doesn't that fall into like whether you want to trade back or not? I I want to trade back. I, I think if you land in the top one or two, it's you undoubtedly have to take one of those guys, right? Not for me. I think people give you more for the number one or number two. We don't necessarily need just that I mean, player. We have a lot of holes. A lot of holes. You know. So, but still, just I want the young guys to win. Yeah, and I want to see them produce. I want yep. to see them be effective. And, you know, it's good for their psyche. It's good for the fan base. Um, although, I mean, none of us are, are you know, believing anything that's being put on the football field just because as long as Bruce Allen is still here. Um, you know, that said, I, I can I, I certainly see both sides, and even more so now that we, just came, we had a really, really impressive uh, win against Carolina, who I know is not a good team either, but um, still in comparison to how we've played the duration of this season – uh, you know, it was fun. Bottled, it was fun. I enjoyed up, myself. We bottled up Christian McCaffrey. Right. And are we the only people to do that this year? Uh, I'm actually looking that up. I think this was his worst game of the year. It's definitely up there. I feel like he might have had one other bad one, but I Because duds happen. But, yeah. I mean, they bottled him up. Outside of, man, those first two drives, I'm like, oh, here we yeah, go. It's going to be a yeah. slow. Here yeah, we go. That's what I thought, too. It was 115 yards to negative 11 in the first like, what, 10 minutes or something? Yeah. I was like, oh, yep, here we go. And people were – I was already seeing on my feed, people switching over to watch the Ravens game. Uh, done with this. I mean, I had the dual TV going, the Terps and the Redskins. Yep. Yeah. But I, I was never going to change it. Redskins are always on the big screen. So, with the exception of week two against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, these were the points that were accrued by Christian McCaffrey. It's Fantasy. between, like, it, it. the lowest is 21 points and the highest is – 47. I mean, the he, lowest is 21. Um, with the exception of one bad game against Tampa. Uh, he was held to 14 carries, 44 yards, 3.1 average guys, seven catches, 58 yards, no touchdowns on either either way. That was uh, that is impressive as a feat of, as we've accomplished all season. Absolutely. And he was probably projected to score, what, 25, maybe Easily. almost 30 points. Yeah, and absolutely. Like you said, I thought he was going to break almost records. 10 yeah. point under, under, like 10 point spread. And uh large part of that because of McCaffrey and how 
porous this defense has been for most part of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts up front. I mean, well, like you said, the, uh, the Panthers aren't great, and, and it's got to take these two wins with a grain of salt and that they've beaten two backup quarterbacks. Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen obviously be more and more showing that he's not it. Yeah. Um, and obviously Jeff Driscoll is, what, journeyman at this point? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, taking advantage of those. I mean, the real test is obviously coming in the next couple of weeks. Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. another side of Daniel Jones. who Dak Prescott again. And then Dak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so that's going to be the real test, see how they match up against those offenses. Absolutely. But, I mean, it's still containing the best offensive weapon in the game right now mm-hmm. is cannot go, no matter what the scenario for this season is, you know, whether they're, Three and nine, or nine and three, you know mm-hmm. that is still a feat in and of itself, um, and obviously was a major point in this game going in. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it starts up front. Obviously, I'm a big up front guy with the guys up front creating pressure, and and yeah. guys who literally signed the week before Nate the Orchard, game. I know. Thanks to two sacks and including the game winner, pretty much on yeah. that fourth down play at yeah. the goal line, um, with Ryan Kerrigan missing his first game ever. And Josh Norman not playing. Two of the guys, the highest Anderson paid guys. getting ejected. It, Montez Sweat Montez getting hurt. Injured, yeah. I mean, it just no names coming out. But I mean, maybe that just shows how bad the Panthers are. And obviously, they fired Ron Rivera today. But yeah, no, I also think it's that was the most pressure I've seen. And it was Manusky dial up. And it was also created with Ioannidis being who who is absolutely a Pro Bowler, the king. And uh, Jonathan Allen was was really really good too. Tim Settle had a good game. You know, it, it was actually you know, the pressure was being created internally and thus giving Nate Orchard and whoever else you know one on one matchups. They were they were fortunate enough to win. With seven sacks as a team that is that's unreal. And they've had like seven and six. I feel like the past two thirteen sacks for the past two games. That's take that every day. Yeah, you take half of that every day. You yeah. can get three or four sacks a game. Nonetheless, six or seven. Yeah. That is. That is fantastic, you know. And it, like going down the line right here, Chris Odom two, Nate Orchard one, uh, Montez Sweat one and a half, Jonathan Allen in, getting in a, a half. half, yeah, in a half. My Iodonis two. I mean, it's I mean, it just literally came from everywhere. You know, they and, were so spread out and dominant across that line. That's where it started, and then allowed their playmakers behind the mm-hmm. in the secondary to m- actually make plays. And that's coming with one again, like I said, Josh Norman not playing, and then also I think Quentin Dunbar having quote unquote his worst game of the season, only because it. he dropped two yeah. or three yeah. interceptions, and he he was still always in the right position. He was there yeah. making is, plays. Speaking of the secondary guys, is this is this an addition by subtraction? Just you know, Josh Norman is no longer a part of the the game plan, and they're just. It's just gelling, or the, the, is he, or is he that bad that communi- Fabian Moreau is such a significant upgrade to him on the outside? The communication sure seems better, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's always the problem. Uh, here is the thing, and like Cookie said last week, you always seem to be the guy that point yeah. the finger. Monte Nicholson has looked better than before. Still Fabian, Mar- this is the best game. Fabian Moreau has ever looked. Not playing the slot, um, not playing in the slot. Quentin Dunbar still is playing at the Pro Bowl level that he has been playing all season. I mean, every single of these guys has elevated <laughs> since Josh Norman hasn't been playing. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that to be a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, and going against good receivers. Yeah. I mean, DJ Moore is no slouch. He Kenny Galladay is a good, is a good receiver. Marvin Jones is a good receiver. Dude, DJ Moore in the last, what, was it six, seven weeks, was mm-hmm. first or second in 
damn near every category. Mm-hmm. Receptions, yards, and targets. Targets. Like they, he was like a, he was like a big daily fantasy play. Yeah, he was first, first and second in those in those in the three major categories. I mean, Mc, in just receiving, DJ Moore had twelve targets, but only six catches for seventy-five yards. He did score a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey had the, led the team with thirteen targets out of the backfield, but only caught seven of the balls and only got fifty-eight yards, like yep. you said, Tom. How much of that Curtis was in the Samuel, first two drives? You know, probably almost all. Damn of near it. all of it. Yeah, and then Curtis Samuel. I mean, he's you know slouch, but he's definitely like on the lower tier of receivers. But he, he's still a solid receiver that you need to cover. Like you know, he was probably the type that in past we would see the Redskins focus so heavily on DJ Moore, and then Curtis Samuel would just destroy us. You know, mm-hmm. like could because we couldn't cover multiple receivers at once, and then. They were able to do it. And now also, flip side of the coin, how much is that is, you know, Kyle Allen being the quarterback. But then you also say, well, we also got pressure on him too. So it was just an all across the board, a very, very strong, by far the best defensive effort we've seen this season. Absolutely. Moving on to the other side of the ball was, you know, we mentioned this was the the intention going into the season. But it was just great to see Darius Geis oh, man. play to this level. I mean, that stiff arm, that poor Shaq Thompson linebacker of Carolina is going to be uh, – you know, on memes and, yeah. and just you know, he's gonna. The Same internet's the gonna have a field career. day with him. Did you see his Wikipedia? page? I saw that. Yeah, he is now listed as Shaq Thompson, Darius Geis' son. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. And in addition to that, like, uh, where where'd it go? I mean, Adrian Peterson went for a hundred yards too. Yep. You and know, we touchdown. we we all wondered how, like, both of these style running backs need twenty plus carries. You need just momentum, carry after carry, and. It was cohesive, and they coexisted tremendously. Uh, it was, you know, one thing that really stood out to me was when Darius Geis, I believe it was his second touchdown, and he hands the football to Eric Flowers. Hell yes. Eric Flowers and spikes it. Would, one, it's awesome that you want to give that moment to someone that's underappreciated like an offensive lineman. But, guys, I mean, if there's been a major win in terms of free agency acquisitions, it's been Eric Flowers. Eric fucking Flowers. Right? <laughs> like The greatest of apologies to you, good sir. Yeah. and He's been our best offensive got, lineman. I, resign him now. I'd give him a you know two, now. three-year deal. Hey. Long term. You get you give me four years. Uh, credit to Bill Callahan and you know the whoever made this decision seeing that his skill set could translate to uh, playing offensive guard. Mm-hmm. This has been the best... L- l- like, this is, this is such a significant upgrade over Sean Lovell and, and whomever oh, else God, has played yes. left guard throughout the past decade, it feels so like. So done with those. Yeah, <laughs> and you know Eric Flowers has been a really, really nice surprise and, and something that you know the both guard position center is really taken care of now. It's on the outside, which has kind of been the opposite um, in the past. But you know the, the running game was just so uh, effective with both AP and Geis, and you know those guys really leading the way. Uh, they, I mean, they were stacking the box, and still, didn't matter. It, it did not matter. Yeah, I mean, but the Panthers' defense is not known for stopping the run. They mm-hmm. were one of the worst in the league at that. So, but that still, was still like to let up like what was it two fifty st- almost two fifty two forty eight yeah yeah and and you know almost one thirty to Darius and Adrian <laughs> by themselves. Um, Obviously, it was the game plan going in? Uh, also, quick note: Why Darius Geis didn't get as many touches as Adrian Peterson did? Why Adrian Peterson is getting more handoffs than Darius Geis at this point? Geis I don't, even I don't know. said they're, they're still trying to work him back in, but now it's like clear. I know, I know that, AP, yeah. that he's worked back in. I know AP yeah. gets better, but the more throughout the game, the more mm-hmm. touches he gets. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, Darius has, has to be the number one guy at this point. I mean, he's he's just younger. Just, just he, look at he's him. faster. He's just he runs so physical. He's it's like ferocious. He's, he's like a little mini AP. And and AP could still can still play. I actually think this is like too, just swip swap it. This is to yeah. give Darius a thirteen and give AP the ten. Yeah. I think this is to his benefit, too, is for AP that, like, hey, I don't have to carry it 25 times Correct. a game because if you remember how exhausted he was at the end of last year, um, you know, this could prolong his career. I, I doubt he'll be on this team next year, but, you know, moving forward, if he wants to go sign for, with a contending team, which he, you know, deservedly so. Yeah. Absolutely. And he did it the right way, too, because I was, I forget if it was Darius's first or second touchdown. They actually called out Adrian to go out there. And and run it in, and then uh, he said, "No, no, no, young buck, get out there." And then Geis went out and got his first NFL touchdown, nice. rushing touchdown. Good, it's amazing. That's awesome. That's what you want to see. That's exactly what you want to like, see. It, 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 like 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 Geis has said m- many times, he's a mentor of mine. Wherever he goes, I'm going. Right. I'm doing what he's doing. Yeah. He's doing something right. Like a sick puppy dog yeah. attached at the hip. Please yeah. and thank you. Speaking of youngsters, uh, Dwayne Haskins probably. It's a pretty low bar, but he has improved um, in comparison to the week before. Uh, he didn't really uh, didn't he wasn't a liability this time. No, uh, he actually know. made a lot of plays. He made a he lot did. of plays. He, you know, he, he, he sprinkled, sprinkled, sprinkled did not. No, he did no. not. He and dropped a couple of big plays. Yeah, he sucks. And um, you know, this is what we kind of see. But then I I thought Haskins had a, a it improved. On Sunday, and then I'm looking at stati- the statistics, guys. Case Keenum has played in eight games. Haskins has played in six. Haskins' completion percentage is 54%. Keenum's is 67. Uh, the Ooh. touchdown to interception ratio, ratio Haskins, two touchdowns, six interceptions. Keenum, nine to four. And one of the worst. Didn't all four of those come against the Bears? Yeah, too? Haskins. Yeah, yeah Haskins <laughs> is uh, Haskins has been sacked twenty two times. Case Keenum twelve. For a total QBR of fourteen point eight for Haskins, forty five point seven for Case Keenum. But how many interceptions did that go from his first? Yeah. To where we are now. Yeah, I mean, this is a very slow, gradual improvement. I, I would hope so. I was relieved to see Steven Sims playing in the slot more often. Mm-hmm. Kevin Harmon's playing over Paul Richardson, and Terry McLaurin continues to really shine as probably the top uh, rookie receiver out of this draft class. And this might have been Terry's worst game. Because yeah. he's getting treated as the number one guy, and as he should be. And he had like one drop. Yeah. Oh, one, man, it went right bed. through his hands, yeah. too. That was, that was about to be Dwayne's longest throw, too. Yeah. That would have been for like 70. Mm-hmm. Um. But for but to Haskins, I mean, I, okay, yeah, those numbers don't show that he. I mean, he he's not supposed to be better than Case Cam right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he he obviously isn't. He he's a rookie mm-hmm. I, that played thirteen games in college. Or I between. think he he should have been able to. Do be comparable to Case Keenum at this point. I mean, okay, but the completion percentage again. Jeremy Sprinkle dropped two balls. Terry yeah. McLaurin, we just talked about. I mean, yep. he he would have been. At least sixteen for twenty-five, and he was still at, at the very least our second highest rated player on the team. It was Geis, Geis, and then Darius. Then, then no, no, D- sorry, Geis Dwayne. And Dwayne. Darius is Geis. Okay, and that was Bobby. That was with a lot of drops. Yeah, so I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw too. It, it, it to me, it was the the extending the plays, and and, and I, there was a couple of third downs that he got out of the pocket and was able to make a throw. Mm-hmm. The first time in time, you sent this is when you sent the text. You were like, he ain't it. 
was when he noticed two like a second too late that he could run for it and mm-hmm. and try to run up the middle and got sacked. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought that was the right decision because I said I said the same thing run because the whole middle of the line opened up and everyone dropped back to cover it and he could have easily ran. He decided one second too late to tuck it and run and got sacked. But that was the right decision. At least he's noticing the right decision. It seems like the game is starting to slow down him for him a little bit, especially in this game because later on he did make that play. He did make the decision to yep. run for the first down and got it mm-hmm. um, to extend a drive. So. It's starting to slow down for him. He's looking a lot more confident and better. Um, okay. and, and, and and the drops but and the completion percentage, I mean, that's, that's he's also not doing this against two terrible Bad defenses. defenses. Yeah. What is how is this gonna look in Green Bay, Wisconsin? Well, here's the other thing though. Then this is well, And how many sacks is Preston gonna... Smith gonna have on Sunday? <laughs> Preston uh, over under uh, three and a half. Rule? Three and a half over under. Oh, easily. Uh, leave DC and become the block number yep, two. Number two. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely number two. Um Green Bay also solid defense, but also not great against the run. They're definitely better against the pass. They're gonna and also I'm anticipating. Is it in Green Bay? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. cold weather at Lambeau, probably possible snow. Who knows? But they're gonna have the same game plan where they're gonna try to run the ball thirty times, thirty five times. Yeah, and, and they're not gonna make Dwayne throw as often against a pass, a good pass defense when they can take advantage of a bad run defense. Well, you, you would, th- in theory, yes, but I would imagine that we're going to be playing from behind for the large part of this game. So You would think. Dwayne's, Dwayne's going to have to That's sling it. That's a good it. point, too. We thought the same thing with Carolina. Let's right. get it, boys. True. True. Well, um, I'm not against establishing the run. It's just establishing the run with a purpose it, or, or with uh, – you know, you don't establish it just to say you're establishing the run. You, it has to be working. Okay. You know, that's not how. I mean, for that's why for the longest time of the season, I was saying, so "Well, can we stop running the ball thirty times?" It's not working. Mm-hmm. These past few games, it finally, and especially in Carolina, it finally did work. You know, they were able to push the other defense around and run the ball, and then set up the pass. Do it effectively, but don't do it just to do it. You know. Hi, Bear. I was wondering. And now we've got Bear joining us. <laughs> So I, I did want to move a- outside of the, the actual game itself. Um, first off, I know Ron Rivera was fired today. I mean, we're at that point of an organization Sorry, in, in which you lose to the Redskins and you get fired. Um, you know, th- that said, I-, I would say that Bill Callahan is not going to be the coach next year, obviously. Come, come right? be our defensive coordinator. I'll take it. Ron? Or or come be the, or do what uh, – yeah, yeah, be like Boyd Phillips and – yeah, in please. LA. I would love for Ray and I were talking about that earlier. I would love for him to be the DC. So, as far as potential head coaching options, I really see three categories. There's one, the coordinator route, mm-hmm. which could very well be the case. Um, that's that was our last hire with Jay Gruden. Um, there could be the veteran coach, which could also be uh, you know we've done that before with Mike Shanahan, and then there's like the wild card hire like just you know someone out of college whether that's you know Lincoln Riley or you know David Shaw out of Stanford something like that um, Steve Spurrier you know out of those three categories Ugh. I think we can eliminate the a college guy like we're not going to be able to pluck Lincoln Riley from Norman Oklahoma or hasn't he already said no it's such a better gig in yeah. Oklahoma yeah or, or you know somewhere along those lines you do do you guys all agree that we're not going to go through the college route right uh, I don't know. Now that Peterson's gone, I don't know. He might try and get Peterson. Okay. All right. But I still think that's Un- at the unlikely. bottom, of the, bottom yeah. of the totem pole. So then potential coordinators. Peterson. Uh, 
From Washington. Washington. Uh, uh, but Washington State. Yeah. But, <laughs> but isn't he just... He's just stepping aside from football, though, right? He's not... They haven't disclosed they, as to All why. they said he was stepping down. Yeah. Um, so then the coordinator route. Uh, Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for the Ravens. I assume he's going to be get, receiving a lot of phone calls for head coaching vacancies. Uh, the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, Eric Bieniemy, I believe I'm saying his Bien-Enemy. name correctly. Um, you know, there maybe the D coordinator in San Francisco, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are also good options. And then I've also seen like the veterans, such as Mike McCarthy and Marvin Lewis, also uh, linked to this oh, job. God, not Marvin Lewis. So BRDC. Do you guys have yeah. a do you, be a coordinator? Do you guys have like a preference? Do you have an idea? What? How do you think this is going to go down? Because what is really telling about this? Is if you take Bruce Allen out of this, that's this is a this is a a good job. Like this is an appealing one. Well, you that's take Snyder out of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> and if, if you take the, the you know the the culture out of this, there's talent on this team. They're, they're going like, to have an early draft pick. They got a young quarterback. Mike McCarthy already said he's not going to take it with the front office the way it is. Smart man. Please don't. Hire so Mike okay, McCarthy. let's in this wonderful, beautiful, victorious fantasy world where Bruce Allen is no longer here. Uh-huh. I, I would like to go the coordinator route, I think, offensively. I'll get an offensive mind and then do do what the Rams did. And not just, you know, just trying to find the next McVay, but get a young offensive guy to help Haskins grow and, and this young offense because the talent on defense seems to be there. It's there. Mm-hmm. Get uh, Ron Rivera. Get uh, who are the guy we just said, defense, Marvin Lewis, to be the sure. defensive coordinator. Well, Marvin and, Lewis is already the D coordinator here. I doubt he'd do that again. Who knows? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Just get someone else to handle the defense. Let the young guy handle the offense and, and development of Haskins. That's what. How, that's how I would do it. If, I'll, I'll drive Minuski to the airport <laughs> for free. <laughs> if I were in charge in this fantasy land where Bruce Allen is no longer a part of this organization. All right. I, I have. Hear me out on this hypothetical. Winning off the field. So I, I'm not sure who who's really controlled the game plan. Is it Kevin O'Connell calling these plays, designing it, or is it really under Callahan's watch? Because I would imagine, yes, we should be a run heavy, run dominant team. Well, don't forget Bruce is doing the challenges. Yeah, that <laughs> never forget. But I, I would imagine Kevin O'Connell would want to be a little bit more creative. Yes, at least that would be my guess. You know, a name that I would consider would be uh, Todd Bowles. Mm. Hell yeah, current D coordinator. Former Redskin, you give the you know he's a defensive-minded head coach, and give promote Kevin O'Connell to you know you are the offense is yours. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe we, because we've gone the offensive routes time and time again, we really haven't had a defensive-centric coach, and I, I honestly I don't think I can remember. No, we <laughs> we uh, haven't had a defensive no, coach. It's all been offense. It's all been offense. So you know I I think because Spurrier. Gibbs, Zorn, because Shanahan, I don't, I don't Gruden. think we're going to be able to hire Greg Roman. I don't think he, we're going to be able to hire the enemy. He actually probably would be number one on my list. But I, yeah. I agree with you. I don't Roman, think, we'll, yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll, we would be able to get to lure him over here. I think but he probably goes. He'd be number one on my Dallas. list. Dallas. I think he goes to Dallas. All right. Now here, here's no, no. Jason Garrett's stuck there forever. Please, <laughs> please and thank you. Here, here's a dream. Extend him. Here's a dream scenario. So the Ravens win the Super Bowl and he comes here. No. So let's say right now, the Rams aren't looking very good. We buy me a pet snake and I keep it. No. <laughs> oh, this is the ultimate dream scenario. The Rams aren't doing aren't <laughs> doing very good. They got a lot of money owed to Jared Goff. Uh, They've gotten rid of their draft picks because of um, trades, 
And this team is, I, I would say, in about two to three years, they're not going to be as, you know, appealing as they once were. Mm-hmm. Snyder needs to make a splash. He just brings this McVay is, back. This is the lowest this <laughs> fan base has ever been. I, I would say I'm not you know, putting that Mc, out of McVay, the possibility. McVay was the only guy I can recall that left D.C. on good terms. Yeah. Jay Gruden is no longer here. He knows this roster. He knows what it's like to coach here. Could you see like a John Gruden type of scenario? When I could and, actually. And Dan Snyder goes, "I will lure you back to DC. That's here's already? the keys. I will do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's in, this is what two or three years on the line, right? No, or I'm this saying, year. I'm saying, saying, who's saying this? You saying that? Okay, that's that's also that's why you're saying the ultimate dream, the ultimate scenario. dream scenario. Oh, right? Okay. You yeah. should see. Ian. Then, then he's a little bit turned on. You're right. uh, <laughs> you're a little turned on right now. I am, but it's not. I, I gotta. <laughs> I mean, that's also. <laughs> That's not banking on the Rams just completely falling apart the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah, you know, again, hence hence the dream scenario. You know, it's <laughs> but you when you think about it, did you see the rate of the TV ratings? Oh, uh, Baltimore beat us. The well, not like, only beat doubled. us, almost doubled yeah, nine point well, five versus five point three. Yeah, that hasn't happened before, and it's one thing that people aren't going to the stadium anymore. I know this was an, an away game. Keep but going, when, guys. It's working. When the it's fans good. aren't watching. When they are, when people on television aren't watching anymore, you are going a downward spiral. I talked to multiple Redskins fans who didn't watch the game at all. They said they said they looked at the phone, they saw it was fourteen nothing, and they're like, okay, and then just kept on watching the fucking the Ravens game. Ravens I don't blame game. them. Which, hey, I don't blame also them. the Maryland fantastic game. game and Maryland game. They but surprisingly, none of them really said they were watching the Maryland game, which was a great game. Yeah. So I I mean. They're they're at a point where Snyder needs to give. He needs to do something. Um, is he smart enough to try to make that big splash to try to lure McVay back? It wouldn't I mean, surprise it was, me. It would take, I mean, he brought Joe would, Gibbs out of retirement. I mean, they're not. That's true. I mean, they're twelve not years make, after, thirteen years after. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs, but it would it would have to take a severe tank job for them to like. Uh, the The point about golf. Tickles my fancy because you're right. He is owed a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what McVeigh's contract was. Look, in, he's in, probably this is what his third year. No, fourth, fourth. Oh, well, I mean he's in this, his third this, year. This, now. Is third. this is his third year. So he's probably he might he may only have one or two years left on his deal, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not even two. Probably only one. And that could I, I would not put ten past buying him out. That and I'm like, I'll. And then here, like you said, give them the keys to the the only way we're going to be able to hire a legitimate head coaching option is if they are guaranteed that one Bruce is gone, yep. and then two Dan stay the fuck out of the but way. But in that scenario, that's it. do like you think entirely? That's it. But in that scenario, do you think because like you said, Sean McVay has been here, he knows how it works. Do you think he would be totally demanding that Bruce is gone? Like I could see him being like, "All right, if you're paying me a butt ton of money and telling me." That I I'm gonna be the face. That face. He's a pretty smart guy. He's a smart uh, guy, but he's, that he like you said, he's that. been here. He knows how it works. He said, okay, you know, I can maybe try to make it work with Bruce. I saw I saw Jay try to do it, and he seemed, you know, he hung he hung around for the longest the Redskins coach has ever hung around in the past what two decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I'm I'm saying ideally, yes, Bruce is gone. But of all those coaches we just mentioned. If anyone, if Bruce Allen was still here, if anyone could try to make it work with him, it'd be Sean McVay because he has he has been here before when Bruce has been here. You know, percolating. Yeah, it's going. It, it's we're getting deep into the dream world. Though. <laughs> well, when you deep. think this about is the it, upside down. There, I, I was kind of <laughs> thinking about it today. I mean, I, it, if I were to bet on it, 
I think Jason Garrett's out of a job going at the end of the season, mm-hmm. as long as Dallas Please doesn't make the no. team. Just stay um, forever. Stay forever. I think maybe Pat Shermer in New York could be in some trouble. Adam Gase in New York also. How could is he be not already? I mean, he, I heard he has the same year. record as the, what's his, what's the ugly dude he used to coach the Giants? McAdoo. McAdoo, yeah. yeah. McAdoo. He has the same record through the same amount of games when yeah. McAdoo got fired. Um, I would. Giants are terrible. Think, I, I think um, Matt Patricia in Detroit Worse could be. Us. Matt Patricia could be gone come in be Detroit. Our D, come be our D coordinator. Right? Oh, yes, please. Um. So what about uh, no, Freddie Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland might be out of a job if they they continue to to, uh, to go this yeah. route. Tannehill is single handedly saving Vrabel's job. I think he Vrabel's is. a good coach. I think so too. I, th- I think his players love Tannehill. Him Tannehill him. wasn't his guy, yeah. so I won't. I wouldn't put that on and, Vrabel. And Doug Marone's probably going to get fired in Jacksonville. You mean Mariota wasn't his guy? That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be over a handful of head coaching vacancies going into this. I would probably go upwards of seven or eight. Well, let's think. What the, did you say Broncos already? No, I, I mean I go both New York teams, the Redskins, what about the, Chargers, the Lions, the Chargers. Yeah, um, you got the the Browns, the Jaguars. That's seven already. Jesus. Yeah, that's that ain't good. No, it's not good for us. And Ron Rivera. <laughs> no, yeah, there's already a vacancy <laughs> already in Carolina, so yeah, that's eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. There, I, I don't think we're going to have the the pick of the, uh, the the top choice in comparison to. Some well, of how many these of those jobs. places do you think are talent wise are a better uh, location than the Redskins? Dallas, for sure. If it's, if it's open, Cleveland without a, without question they're yeah. more talented. I, I would say I, I know Daniel Jones hasn't looked that good recently, but the Giants got a lot of young talent on that team. They had a lot of draft yeah. picks, and they're going to so be he, no, they're going to be a top three pick again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's Saquon Barkley with a third overall pick, yeah. second overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. And they had three first round picks last, um, this past spring. Yeah, yeah I, I would say probably that job. What else? Um, oh God, that, Jacksonville. That Ravens. Who, that Ravens coordinator is going to the Cowboys, isn't he? Oh, it's either that or. I think the D coordinator from San Francisco is going to the to the Raven or to the Cowboys, which I think that would really terrify me. True. True. I like the idea of us getting a, d- a defensive-minded coach. Yeah, I agree. Tried it. I was yeah, just talking to Ray about true. that earlier. I, I, and and that's I our strength, and that's mind. what we want our strength to be. Mm-hmm. And and that's and the thing. But you give, would give the keys to an offensive mind like Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell. And yeah. what we've seen because there is so much contract. talent on this defensive roster, but. Greg Minuski is not putting them in the right position. So when you have a mediocre at best defensive coach, he's not getting the best out of them. Maybe we do need someone that can, you know, elevate their games to what we saw on Sunday. Yeah. Did you see um, Jerry Brewer's column in the post? Yeah. Yeah. The Redskins are finally showing signs of promise, and that's even more of a reason to let Bruce Allen go yes. because there is talent here. Yeah. They can be competitive and, and, and successful. He is the one. Well, not the one, but if 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 Dan's not going to go anywhere, then he's the guy that's holding this team down, mm-hmm. holding them back from being competitive. Um, because there is so I mean, look, John Allen, Deron Payne. Ioannidis. Ioannidis. Dunbar. Dunbar. Landon Collins for a couple more years. It, it, his prime years. Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat. Sweat. He had his best game of the season. Ryan Anderson and, and he actually played looks like one he can half. play linebacker now. Yeah. You're going to have a top draft pick. You know, you you have you, – might have a young quarterback. You've got your running back now. You have a stud wide receiver. Yeah. There's so many and really good pieces. There's here. $45 million in cap space that's going to come available. Then we got one more year left on the Alex Smith deal. 
and then there's going to be a shit ton of money available. I mean, theoretically, the future can be very God damn, bright. I know the future <laughs> can be very bright. The next two or three be. years, especially with all the high draft picks and, like you said, the cap availability. Mm-hmm. This coaching hires. I mean, every coaching hire for every Ooh. every time a team needs to hire a new head coach is obviously a huge point in that yeah. franchise's history. But it, it's it's huge because it's going to establish. Where this team is going to go for the next two, three, handful, five years, True. which is terrifying. Yes, I mean, because if Bruce is still here, there's there's no point. And I credit nothing of that to Bruce. I credit it all to what Kyle Smith. So please just get rid of Bruce. Just, just make him the GM. Make him the GM. Yeah, he obviously knows what the fuck he's hey, doing. And that's the thing. We should bring back McVeigh because McVeigh's <laughs> grandfather was a GM. <laughs> Kyle Smith's dad was a GM for the Chargers during their playoff Do a Bill Stop o- trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> Do a Bill O'Brien <laughs> bit. Just make Sean McVeigh the head coach GM. Done. Yeah. Done. I don't know. It kind of looks like you got figured out a little bit. So uh, we'll, a little bit. We'll see. Oh, he played the Cardinals. Which, kudos for me for picking the fucking Cardinals. Oh, we're getting there. Did they win? Yo, no, the what? Won. The Rams crushed. The Rams oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking I of... I picked the Cardinals. Speaking of terrifying... <laughs> we're getting there means I definitely lost this week. Fuck. Ian, speaking no, of terrifying, uh-huh. our Maryland Terrapins hey. are the third-ranked team in the nation. I am a terp. This is the best start in a decade, guys. Really impressive yeah. uh, win on Sunday afternoon against if they went to, If they win tomorrow Marquette. night, it'd be the best start in two decades. Wow, oh, good. Best start since 98. Um, it First time they've been 9 and Fucking out. terrible. Or you know, it, it's, whatever it is. They're doing this also without their best player from last year in Bruno Fernando. Mm-hmm. And, but their other big man hurt. Oh, yeah, that's right, the freshman. Yeah, um, yeah. from uh, Angola? No. Yeah. The, is it Angola? Chol, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, it's been the Anthony Cowan show primarily. Um, this team is. I, I think what I'm I'm seeing the difference between other Maryland basketball teams in the past and this year is of just how deep they are. Well, you I said mean, they got like twelve guys yeah. that you you could play rotationally, and uh, that's that's more than uh, I've ever seen us have. Well, you said that it's been the Anthony Cowan show so far, and in years past, I mean, when we said this a hundred times, this team goes as Anthony Cowan goes. Yes. If he doesn't have a good game, the Terps are going to lose. Yep, it's been sort of that way this year, but there is promise where that won't have to be the case at all times this season because mm-hmm. there is so much depth. So much talent can come off the bench. Um, Ayala has become... Love, love Ayala. Uh, mm-hmm. Morcel has been becoming more of a scoring threat. There is other ways for this team, and, and I think Jalen Smith will get better as the season gets on. He'll get a little He's more... He's kind of underwhelmed a little bit. His left yeah. his left isn't, still isn't there yet. He also needs, he needs another big man. Mm-hmm. Right, he that's true. A, he can't be the big guy. Right. He's, that's he's true. more of the four to the five to the power five. But um, I think this team has the potential of getting out of that reliance on Anthony Cowan. Like, if Anthony Cowan doesn't have the best game, they can still pull out a double. I'm still worried that when I'm still worried. if and when Anthony Cowan gets, that in, wall. gets in foul trouble or anything, just or tired hit, his wall that he hits because he does. Like, he's a very streaky player. When he streaks on, I fucking love it. Or tired because he has to play almost all 40 minutes. For 40 fucking minutes. Yeah. But it's we don't have that other point guard mm-hmm. to just dictate the, the flow and pace of the game. Yeah, yeah. Eric, It's Eric Ayala primarily. It is. And, but I trust him but more it, as like a, slow, a slow it down type of point guard. Right. He's, go, he's, he's just going to run the Turgeon offense. There was a gonna, huge drop off anything. when he's the point guard than when Anthony Cowan. Correct. Was. I mean, Anthony Cowan... Because he can run the and also be a scoring threat. Ayala's is not the level of scoring threat that uh, 
that Anthony Cowan He is, is as a number yeah. two. I, I wish there was right. a place in the NBA True. for Daryl Morsell. Man. God, he's such a blue girl guy. He's he, a Gary guy. He's a Gary guy. Like, if, I think like, that's it. He's a fucking Gary guy playing it on Turgeon system. He could be him. if he was like two inches taller. He could be, be Draymond Green. Maybe not from a, a assist perspective, just his ability to guard so many different positions. Mm. You know, hit down open shots when he needs to, and, and just kind of the, the you know the his aggressive the leader in in the, like the lifeblood of the team. This guy has he's such a Gary guy as you mentioned, Ian, and he, he has improved. Him. Uh, tremendously year by year, yeah, and uh, he's his game is becoming much more well rounded now. That Gonzaga win was so impressive um, because they had struggled those Gonzaga. first Marquette. Two. Sorry, Marquette. I was thinking about. Michigan. Yeah, we we looked that up earlier. Yeah. The Marquette win, which is if they would be Gonzaga. That have been ready. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey. uh, but me and Mar- Marquette is still impressive because they have one of the best players in the country who they completely locked down. They locked him down. He didn't do. Anything. Dude, Hope so. and I were watching, and like Morsell was just all over, all over him. It. And because I think that Harvard kid yes. was lighting him up, he yeah. scored 21 points in the first half yeah. and only ended up with 29. Yep. Um, and they finally locked down on him in the second half. And who they played in the first game? Um, uh, fr- no, Thanksgiving morning. Temple? Temple. Temple. They yeah. squeaked out a win from Temple and then Harvard. Down at the half. And then they just demolished. Marquette, that was a very impressive. That was a we're a top five team kind of win. Yeah, that was, and the announcers kept on saying like this team is legit. They're really playing. Well, Dan Dakich kept saying like this team needs to get better because yeah. they come out slow every single game. There's way too much talent. They're the number at that time four team or five team in the country. Uh-huh. You, they need to come out and start mollywopping these guys, yeah. and they finally did on Sunday. Yeah, and uh, I would expect because um, at the moment the two NBA prospects on this team are. Uh, Jalen Smith and Aaron Wiggins, Wiggins, and both of which, with the exception of Wiggins uh, on Sunday against Marquette, uh, they both have underwhelmed mm-hmm. primarily. So, you know, once they start playing to their level that's expected of them, which I, I feel confident in saying both of them, uh, you know, I, I would say this this team is much better than I than I anticipated. At the same time, guys, are we the third best team in the nation? Uh, here's the thing. Like, I'm watching number 10 Duke play number 11 Michigan State. Yeah. Are we clearly better than either one of these teams? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But the way we played on Sunday, that was the first time that I could say definitively that we actually looked like a top five team. Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're, not, we're not guaranteed to be a mm-hmm. top five team at all. Once we, ta- once we start Big Ten play, that's, what I would, that's when we'll see. Yeah, and then they got a big test um, starting tomorrow, and they got three games in a week. Home against Notre Dame, home against Illinois, then at Penn State. And Penn State is not the same. That, that is not the Penn State basketball bowl. This, they are recruiting well. They got a, a solid program now, which, they god kid, damn it. They have, a, they have a kid from Gonzaga who's one of their best players. Yeah. I remember his name, but yeah. So I mean, you got <laughs> you know because he went to Penn State. So three goes. three games in the next week, guys. If we win two out of three of those, I'll, I'll take three. it. Uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously, but I mean, looking at this realistically, we go two out of three. Uh, sign me up. Well, I mean, but that would be th- ten th- and one to start the season. I think we should beat those teams. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I mean, should, I, we should go three and zero in this. Let's see. Are we favored against Notre Dame? We should be because I just we are. At, is Notre Dame? It's not the well, same Notre damn, Dame. Maryland's favored by nine and a half. I was going to say. You just looked it up. They finished, what, last? They finished last in the ACC last year. Hmm. 
They were terrible last year. So I was saying, is this the same Notre Dame that we have been coming used to? Right. Like they the they get like shooters on Mike Bragg. Yeah, yeah, Mike Bragg gets like two Dematha guys, whatever. Um, I don't think so. So, and at home, mm-hmm. that should be a packed Xfinity Center because kids are still in school. They should, they should win pretty handily. It's the I feel like Illinois might be a little bit of a trap game. Penn I think State, Penn State's a trap game, but Penn State's on and the we, road. They always though. play us so tough, they which do. I think is just and they because play tough, and it's, it's on the just road. to make Umo happy. And they it don't, is. they it don't play well at unhappy. Penn State. <laughs> What's that? So they don't play well at Penn State. Um, no. They don't. So I, I think that's that's not much of a trap game because I'm expecting them kind of to lose that game already because it's on the road. <laughs> I think they might overlook Illinois for no reason at all because Illinois should be pretty mediocre this year, I'm so, guessing. Yeah. Well, um, Notre Dame's only loss this year, by the way, was to UNC by nine. I'm sa- I'm looking at saying Jalen Smith is But then they played no one else. They played, R- I don't know who RMU is, Howard, Marshall, Toledo. Yeah, they played nobody. Jalen Smith's averaging 13-9. and nine. Shooting fifty percent from the field, and we're saying he's underwhelmed. Well, because he's also played nobody's. Mm-hmm. He should have dominated more more so than he did. He's shooting thirteen percent from the three point line. I mean, that's go- that's supposed to be better. Illinois it's lost only, to Arizona he, he and Miami. They got crushed by Arizona. They lost by two to Miami. Okay, and then they played nobody. They beat Hawaii. Arizona looks good. So, Arizona. so, what should this? What should the expectations be overall? I saw a bracketology today. Elite like, eight. Uh, at least. Yeah, it's farther than Elite Eight. Than elite eight. Ever. Elite eight well, I'll d- get out of the first weekend. Let's start there. I'm saying if you're ranked third, which I'm not saying we will be in the Elite Eight, but that's expectations mm-hmm. for being ranked number third in the country. You should, I mean, you should be thinking at least Elite Dude, Eight. Dude, I saw a, a I, bracketology I mean, today that had him a number two seed in the New York bracket. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I, I would say because it's so hard to, to because it's such a, uh, unpredictable tournament like it is like you know, March Madness, but I'm I mean if I'm looking at this season, um, I mean we got to finish in the top three in the Big Ten, and in addition to that, can we please win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament? I don't know, ever <laughs> maybe get the semis, maybe <laughs> maybe not lose to Nebraska again. Yeah, dickheads. Maybe play around with. The oh, we were so mad. <laughs> that was so frustrating. Fucking Bobby, what are your expectations? Definitely the second weekend. Uh, I mean, like you said, the the uh, the tournament's so crazy, unpredictable. Like it would depend on the matchup. You know, they could make the Sweet Sixteen. That'd be great. But you know, if it's not a favorable matchup, and they don't make the Elite Eight, I'm not gonna hold it against them. I think get it. They ha- this is a team because we said this last year too, and they didn't. Obviously, this is a team that has to get out of the first week. They need to win two games in the tournament at least, um, and then maybe you know they can make a run. See the the thing that really in, impressed me, and also I think also a small asterisk is making a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. I totally agree <laughs> with it because like that, it's just ridiculous losing the first. I mean, they lost to Northwestern when the, it was here in DC mm-hmm. in the first <laughs> round. I mean, it, that just cannot happen anymore. You've got to beat up on these shitty lower level you know, teams of the Big Ten. What was most impressive to me, was goddamn basketball school, <laughs> on with Sunday's win against Marquette. Because I, I've never doubted Maryland's talent defensively uh, with Morcel and you know these are solid defenders oh that we've we've had primarily. It's been the offense that makes it so frustrating that mm. what is our biggest critique of Mark Turgeon and will continue to be our biggest critique. That up. said, that was the best I've ever seen us look against his own defense in my in however long the he's the entire been Turgeon career. Yeah, is that just me or no? no, no, no. no. <laughs> 
Because they when they were playing it, I was like, well, they're not going to score. Yep, that's it. That's over. Ball movement was great. People were making the right decisions. Yeah, it's weird. And just like if they're doing a 2-3, there's someone at the free throw line, and they're actually passing it to him. Yes, in, in, that's what the fuck you're supposed to do. <laughs> like, we right all right. know this. Yeah. <laughs> like, two three zone. Hey, guess what's open? Right fucking there. Yeah, but the foul line. Hey, they did it. So I don't know what I'm. I'm not mad. Yeah, they did <laughs> like, it. It was fantastic. They, I, also, teams. I don't know why the two, a couple of teams. I think Harvard and Temple tried to do this, but they tried to speed up the game and press us, and they did a great job of breaking the press. And they're so athletic. They're so athletic. So I don't know why a team would ever want to do that against Maryland. Try to try to Gregory <laughs> trying to uh, speed up the game because what, they're really good in the open court. Yes, and that's their that's gonna be their bread and butter. If they won't they want to speed up the game. Sure. God forbid I see a fucking Maryland basketball player flat footed on offense because I oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I will break something and it will be valuable. God, Maryland basketball stresses me. Out. Oh my god, it's right. It's number two after Redskins. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it's pretty close because <laughs> they're both very stressful. They're extremely stressful and both poorly coached. Yup. Which is the most frustrating part. Yup. Because the talent is there, boys and girls. Yes, sir. So, um, Bob, what mar- what minute are we at? Sir? We are at forty or coming up on forty nine. Perfect. Okay, so we're gonna go around the league. First Maryland basketball talk of the season. Hopefully, more good things to come. You ready for last okay. week's winner? No, I'm not. It's not me. That's going to be notice. That's going to be Daniela. Notice I said winner. So because for the first time in podcast history, a guest wins. Cookie. 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 And guess why? He picked the Dolphins. And I listened to the podcast, and he 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 picked Miami, and he's like, "No, I'm going Philly." And he's like, "No, what? Screw it." Good for him. Oh, he did. And (laughs) good for him. He picked the Dolphins, and he was on his island. He was on the Cookie Island with that. And yeah, he finished first place, eleven. Damn. Okay, that bug. Second, too much fun. Second place, Tom with ten. Nice. Then there is a tie for third. Please, Bobby. Yes. With nine. Yes. Porter with nine. That is surprising. Healy. Damn with it. Nine. I knew I didn't. Daniela with nine, and then there's a tie for last place. Ian Uma with eight. So there was, you were second. Yes. And then there was a four-way tie. Four-way tie, four-way for, tie for, for third. third. Yeah. With nine. Yeah. So, Ten. Porter, do you want to tell them Fucking why you Christ. should have tenants as opposed to nine? Uh, Which I appreciate because you, you, I, you were honest. Rules are rules. Yep. Rules is rules. I was, I was doing a little bit of day drinking up in New Hampshire. Nice. Yep. yep. On was watching, Meeting the in-laws. watching the game. And didn't realize that I hadn't sent in any of my picks until after the game. So he couldn't pick the Bears-Lions game. Yeah. Um, Which I assume he would have picked Bears. Right. Oh, it was the fucking Cowboys-Bills game. I picked the goddamn Cowboys, and Megan picked the Bills, and that's why she fucking me. So, yeah, I was I like, nope, wash, wash oh, me Megan. for the first game, and I'll send you my picks here in so a second. So pour in the spreadsheet. I put chai for everyone, Chicago. Then I just put yours as uh oh. Porter's drinking again. Uh oh. Whoops. So here are the cumulative standings. Son of a bitch. First place, Megan Caroline Healy. Is that right? Middle yeah. name Caroline. Yeah, nailed it. One twenty six. Could be so proud. One twenty six. Okay. 
Second place. Not Chile. Not Chile. Bobby Cat, 125. <laughs> so, wait, I gained? Wait, how do I gain? No, you're down one. But I was. D- oh, wait, you're right. I thought, yeah. I, was down, I thought I was down two last year. I thought you were down one. You were down one. I'm down one. All right, right there. Porter, third place, 121. I'm so nervous. Fourth place. <laughs> uh, um, where'd I go? Yep, sorry. Um, fourth, fourth place, Tom, 120. One behind you, Greg. Daniela and Ian are tied at yep, 117. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> 117, so that's... So a, a few things. Uh, nine yeah, behind Megan. Ian Healy nine. and Cookie all picked the Bills. Damn and it. what was a, an incredible... Thank you for thank making you. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving even better for us. Phenomenal for Let's that. go, Bills. And um, Only the Bills will win. Ian, you were the only one to pick the 49ers. Nice. Um, Bobby... Healy See, picking but they the Cardinals. Were so fucking close. They were so fucking close. So were uh, the Cardinals. Hey, were they? Hey, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby and Cookie both picked the Broncos to win. Yeah, that was a big one. Good on you. And uh, Umo was the Umo Island picked uh, the Houston Texans to beat the New England Patriots, which is my primary question of around the league today, tonight. Guys, the Patriots. Um, Fuck them. Yeah, they. <laughs> Fuck them. Some, something is something is up uh, on the offensive side of the ball. They are lacking Let's talent um, with the exclusion of Julian Edelman. Obviously, they miss Rob, Gronka- Rob Gronkowski. But Tom Brady d- is actually showing his his age. His completion percentage is down. His uh, maneuverability in the pockets worsening. And, uh, it, I mean, you, we always expect the Patriots to correct this. And, and you know, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But... Uh, they are vulnerable. Yeah, I his, love them making fun of Brady when he was like yelling at oh, his yeah, players yelling and at then his, his terrible attempt at at trying to tackle somebody. That's one hundred percent gonna be on bad lip reading. Yes, it already is. His his numbers are pretty much identical to Mitch Trubisky's, which yes. is just crazy. But I mean, he's also what forty two. To be expected. Yeah, you can tell he can't move as fast. Yeah, which and he never was could move fast very well. Anyways, you can't hit the panic button on the Patriots no. ever. They'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll figure it out until I see them lose in the playoffs or in December. Yeah, well, well this was December, but you know what I mean. Yeah, his completion. Tom Brady's completion percentage this is the lowest 56? it's ever been. Fifty-one point one. Fifty-one. He's kind of doing. He's starting to look like. And I know the the throwing styles are different, but mm-hmm. he's kind of doing like the, the Philip Rivers bit, where it seems like he's pushing the ball more than he's actually throwing it. And I wonder if his arm is kind of deteriorated, not deteriorated, but like you know, not as strong as a as a young Brady once he was. He is down in completion percentage, yards per attempt. Doesn't seem like he can throw the ball downfield very well. His touchdown interception ratio is about the same. His uh, QB ratings the lowest it's been in uh, oh, since twenty thirteen. I um, mean, it's easily the worst Patriots de- oh, excuse me offense in the Brady era. Well, he's had some bad receivers from time to time. But, but he's made it work. But he's made it work. And he's not making it work now. He, he's not. And, you know, Julian Edelman can only do so much. But, I mean, they lost Rob Gronkowski. I think they stupidly cut um, Josh Gordon, which they could certainly be using him now. I know Porter wishes that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know. Can't and, wait for him to do well in Seattle. Yeah. And so, uh, guys, where. You know, that, that said, the Patriots are still, what, 9-2? and two? Ten? ten and two? Yeah, ten and two, excuse yeah. me. So, you know, as vulnerable as they've appeared over the past couple of weeks and how well the Ravens have looked, I mean, you, you would have to imagine there's a, there's a new, you know, quote, there's a new sheriff in town. Well, they're definitely benefiting from, I mean, their division's terrible besides the Bills. The Bills are probably the worst 9-3 and three team ever. I think they're good. 
That defense. Josh Allen is. They have figured it out. He's got so many weapons. Yeah, and you know they they hit on John Brown. Cole Beasley's yeah. playing well in the slot. They got They're two right. good running backs in Singletary and Gore. You know, I, am am I scared of Buffalo? No, but you know I I think they've done a heck of a job there, and uh, you know they've found a way to make it work with Josh Allen because he's not the kind of the stereotypical starting quarterback, and he he's. They've used his legs. They've used his athleticism. Um, I mean, know, they're he, they're ten and two because they have a very easy schedule. The schedule is super easy. Mm-hmm. They crushed Steelers, and that was at the beginning of the no Roethlisberger for this season. So they hadn't figured it out yet. Uh, Dolphins, obviously. Jets, obviously. At the Bills, Bills hadn't fully emerged just yet, and barely beat the Bills, sixteen ten. Redskins, Giants, Jets again. Browns lost to the Ravens badly. Then they beat the Eagles in that crappy game. Then they beat the Cowboys at home in a crappy game. Uh, and then they just got whopped by the Texans. They play the Chiefs this weekend um, at 425 on CBS, and then they played Bengals, Bills, Dolphins to finish out the season. So I mean, they're, they're gonna they'll probably lose to the Chiefs. Um, they can they might lose to the Bills the second time around, but that's at home. Mm-hmm. So you know, they might lose one or maybe two more games, meaning they'll finish 12 and four or 13 and three, and they'll be right there. Yeah. I'm so they're definitely benefiting from an easy schedule. But again, this I think this is the worst. Patriots offense we've ever seen in the Belichick Brady era. At least it's just recently. They just re- definitely recently. It's, I mean, how many points? I mean, they put up forty three against the Dolphins. Congrats. I mean, I know the Bills have had an easy schedule, Bobby, but they got a point differential sixty nine points, which again, is but yeah, nice. so they beat the Redskins. All right, nice. so here nice. they beat the Steelers thirty three to three. They beat the Dolphins forty three to nothing. There you go, thirty to fourteen against the Jets. They barely beat the Bills sixteen to ten. They beat us 33 to 7. The Giants 35-14. The Jets 33 nothing. The Browns 27-13. Then they only scored 20 against the Ravens and 17 against the Eagles, 13 against the Cowboys and 22 in garbage time against the Texans. So, okay. I, I think that the schedule is definitely favoring them, but again, like Ian said, don't count them out until they're actually out in the playoffs because okay. I think Belichick will figure it out. So, you you are you're not too not overly concerned what are uh, you, do you think that they're, this is starting to... I mean, I always want them to lose. Is that star beginning to fade? I would hope so. As a, as a hater of the Patriots and all things Boston, I hope so. Well, we, we mentioned this last week, but I really think we're going to be closing in on the end of an era for a lot of these quarterbacks that That's we've true. grown up watching. Yeah. I think know, also- Eli, Matan- Eli Manning's probably retiring. Philip Rivers, I, I'm not sure if he's a starting quarterback in Los Angeles le- next he, year. If he is not the same at all, no, he's not. He, he's, he's been a shell been of himself. Very frustrating. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, Roethlisberger's coming off of an injury. Uh, and, you know, Tom Brady. I know he'll, he'll probably can play to his 50, but you know they are. It's if anything that's going to get New England to advance in the playoffs. It's going to be their defense. Definitely I don't think defense. their offense isn't going to. Their offense isn't going to do it. And. Again, this favorable schedule where they'll get a first round bye and their first game will be at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's. I mean, again, they played the Chiefs this weekend. I think that I, I'm, I'll probably pick the Chiefs in that game because I think they're figuring it out, especially defensively. And Pat Mahomes. Hey, looks, hey, hey, we're not there yet. Pat Mahomes looks healthier. Um, it's going to be a good I, test I, to see where they really. I are. think we really need to see. Well, the Bills' defense is actually pretty fun to watch, but. I would really want to see the Chiefs, Texans, and Ravens duke it out for the AFC because their offenses are so much fun. I just want to see a Bills home playoff game. 
that would be insane. Hell yes. Oh, my God. There, I guess Porter, get ready to go to Buffalo, bud. Fucking nuts. Bills, Mafia, fucking play. Oh, yes. I guess there is a Ian, one day, scenario where they beat it's the happening. Patriots. <laughs> just and, get and married next year around a home game. Okay. No, let's just do your bachelor party up there in Buffalo. <laughs> so much to do in Buffalo. So every bachelor wants, right? <laughs> Done. Every little boy dreams of his All right, perfect so wedding. My <laughs> my next question around the league, last question. Guys, does anyone want to win the NFC East? <laughs> Answer, no. This is, this might be the worst NFC East that we've seen. It's, it's like not the good. South Park episode where the Little League teams keep trying to lose. <laughs> so they don't yeah. keep <laughs> I thought it was America. Like we don't want to go to the playoffs. Well, I'm looking at – let's look at this schedule because I believe Philly's got a much easier schedule, schedule they, in comparison to Dallas. Yeah, they do. Um, I saw – I think I told you guys this on Friendsgiving. Porter, I told you definitely at Friendsgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Schefter tweeted – Thanks. Schefter tweeted after the Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving that uh, they are – uh, was undefeated against teams with losing records and winless against teams with winning records. The Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. And they could continue that pace and still go finish 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs and win the division. Excuse me. <laughs> you said this is Dallas? That's Dallas. Yeah, they yeah. haven't beat a team with a winning record. Yeah, so but the Eagles still control their destiny. And the Redskins could still win out. Dallas loses everything. And Dallas and Philadelphia loses everything, everything except for Week 17 against Dallas. Well, I, it's going to come down. I believe Philly and Dallas play Week 16, and yeah, it's going to come down. to Philly that has game. Giants at Redskins, Cowboys at Giants to to finish. Cowboys have at Bears Thursday night versus Rams at Eagles versus Redskins. We got it. <laughs> we got it. I got. There's, I'm 2019. Not even sweating. <laughs> Not even sweating. We got this. All right. So that that said, guys, Bobby's biggest fear just came um, through. Who who was your pick for to win the NFC East? Cowboys. I'm still saying <laughs> Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Because they play, they have an easier schedule. I guess. I think they have a harder schedule. They have a harder well, schedule. They go at Chicago so who, and then have the Rams coming. Then they play. But they're a game up. They're a game up. Yeah. yeah. I still I gotta go. Cowboys. They the, they're, they're the better team. They have that rematch against the Eagles, mm-hmm. which I think is probably going to decide the division. In Philly, though, and f- they crushed Philly the first they time around, which it was, which is when the Eagles and Cowboys we, play each other. You always root for Philly, right? Am I the only mm-hmm. one that does that? No, you're not the only one. You're probably not the only one. I do. Bob, Greg, I can never root. Mm-hmm. For I really the enjoy Cowboys. Philly's sadness. So do I. I hate Philly, but not as much as I hate the Cowboys. It's true. It's true. God, I deal with so many fucking Cowboys uh, yeah. fans. I, I, I love uh, just watching uh, Eagles fans burning Carson Wentz jerseys. Makes me so happy. <laughs> <It's just like laughs> Makes me so happy. It's so Jesus. dumb. You will forever be a Division Two. Yeah. Co- fucking relax. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you won a Super Bowl two years two, ago. Two, three years ago, you guys were on his jock, saying he's the best thing that's ever played the game when he was on the way to being the MVP before he got injured. Yep. Um, all right, let's go on to week 14. Let's go to pick them, boys. Don't do that. Oh, what the God. son of a... Damn it. Did, you bet, on the, did you bet on the Caps? I sure did. Money line? <laughs> I sure did. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, all right, Porter, we're going to start with you. We're not going to be fucking uh, sucked <laughs> this year. <laughs> 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 Easy, Alex. <laughs> who's, who's, if it goes me, then Bobby. Bob. Got it. Hey, Bob. Well, it goes 
Why, right. why do I say it? starting? Just... Hey, Bob. All right, Porter, we're Thursday night. Nice. Cowboys travel to Chicago. Cowboys are favored by three. Oh, that's why they do it. Mm, Cowboys. I'm going to bounce back. Bob? Uh, yes, Cowboys. I agree. Against who? At Chicago. Chicago. But then what if, make a what Baker's if dozen, the Bob. Bears like just show up as the Bears as they were last year? And like Trubisky has an amazing God, game, Trubisky and their defense so shuts shuts down Ezekiel Elliott. How amazing would that be? Then guess what? That's what it's gonna be. Going Chicago, Chicago. Did you just bait him? No, no. I, was, I was doing that anyways. Because uh, okay. fuck, fuck, goddamn Cowboys. <laughs> All right, Ian. Next game, uh, Carolina Panthers traveled to Atlanta. Falcons are favored by two and a half. This the spread was two and a half before Ron Rivera was fired. I'm not sure if that changes anything. I Maybe a little bit, but two two disappointing uh, teams. Carolina bounces back. They play for their new coach. Yep, they're going for the interim. Carolina wins. All right, I'm going to go Atlanta just because I think uh, was it? I forgot which Allen it is. If it's Kyle Allen, he's been really What's bad Kyle? lately. Kyle. And I, I would Atlanta at home is just a little bit of a different story. Yeah, I think Atlanta's going to bounce back from that kind of a shitty game they put up on Thanksgiving night against the Saints. And I think Julio Jones is going to be back this week. So I'm okay. going to go Falcons. Porter, what say you? Falcons. Iggy Island, back-to-back. Hell yes. <laughs> That's how you catch up, boys. Halfway. All right, Porter. Mm. Maybe the game of the week. One of the games of the week. Why is this at 1 o'clock? Uh, the Ravens travel to Buffalo. Ravens are favored by five and a half. Good game. God, Talk about a, how. Let's find out well, they how already, good Buffalo uh, is. It yeah. is because they already flexed. Uh, oh, wait, no, they didn't. That was the other week. Hey, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I want to watch that game. That's uh, definitely Ravens. Go Ravens. I mean, not definitely like it's going to be. You say go easy. Ravens? I'm going. You Ravens. are so Baltimore. <laughs> Uma, what did you get do? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Going with <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> Bob? Um, oh, man, this is tough. I think Baltimore's are just on a tear right now. I'm going to go Ravens, too. Even, that, that's going to be one of their toughest challenges. Yeah, guys, I, I mean, be a good game. that is going to be an electric atmosphere. <coughs> yeah. God, I, I do want I'll, I'll, I'll go Ravens, but I think the Bills cover. How about that? That's how I in compromise. It's in Buffalo. Three islands, baby. <laughs> you're either gonna catch up a bunch, or you're gonna. I think I, I honestly them. think if the 49ers have a great defense. They checked them most of the game, and I think they might have given the template to Buffalo. Okay. In Buffalo, I think Ravens are the better team. Umo, so calm down. <laughs> it was in Baltimore. I'd pick Baltimore, but only the Bills will win. All right. Next game, coming off their first win of the season, there is not going to be a winless team. The Bengals travel to Cleveland. Browns are favored by eight and a half. Mm-hmm. What was it? Browns. Bob? Um, no, I'm sorry. Me? I'm going <laughs> Browns, too. Brownies. Moving all the Bengals. way around. Oh, there we go. Come on, Dalton. Did anybody pick them last week? Was it you? I did. Yeah. Yep. 
few other. I w- that's what they're- I wanted to, <laughs> and I you didn't. did. I picked the Bengals. You did. Yay! Me, <laughs> me you, and Dan- quick turnaround of emotions there. <laughs> me, you, and Danielle all picked yeah, the yeah, Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Megan and I were trying to fucking figure out how because we're <laughs> counting our shit up, and I was like, "Oh my god, if I only switch two picks or some, I was on the edge for a couple." Why don't you just listen to the segment? I don't know. Just didn't all right. She said the same thing. <laughs> I was like, next uh, game. I'll just find out Tuesday. <laughs> I like finding out Tuesday. That's why I don't like, listen to it. Yeah. Lions travel to Minnesota. Uh, the 0-8 Kirk Cousins is on Monday Night Football are favored by 13 <laughs> And they points. play Monday Night again in like a week or two. Not his fault. It's Kirk's fault. That fake punt, that's Kirk's fault. God, so many things. The fumble Ste- on the Ste- Stefan Diggs drop like, to why, interception. Why do they get? Why do? Why are Redskins fans cheering for him to fail? The why, fumble on the why? kickoff was I his don't fault. understand. Correct. The, I mean, the st- like how many drop passes were there? But it was all Kirk's fault just because that Kirk's last fault. drive. That whatever. interception Kirk's was fault. you know Dalvin Cook. You know Dalvin Cook getting hurt. That's Kirk's fault. Yeah, God. Once Dalvin Cook went down, I was like, son of a bitch. All right. Um, who is up? Porter. There's a bear. Who was it again? <laughs> <laughs> Lions at Vikings. 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 Uh, Vikings. The yeah. Vikings. Cubs versus Paul Goldschmidt's Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking show yourself. Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt. Show right. yourself. Is that Vikings all the way around, guys? I Yeesh. Oh, yeah. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kirk Another good game here. This is uh, the top two, two top teams in the NFC. Or actually, no, not anymore after yesterday. San Francisco travels to New Orleans. The Saints are two and a half, are two and a half point favorites. Hmm. It's closer than I anticipated. Yeah. Sons of bitches. That's a good one. In, in New Orleans? In New Orleans. That's why they're favored. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go to New Orleans. I agree. I'm going to New Orleans. I don't think they're getting enough credit how good they've been this year. And like I said last week, they aren't they're just under the radar. They're not, you know, playing as well as Baltimore. They're not the hot team, quote so to speak. Which uh, maybe that might be to their advantage. Right. And be but it takes I mean, come playoff time, if I'm a Saints player or, you know, a fan of part of that organization, I am pissed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, um, this game is huge because if it comes down to it, these could be these could be the top two teams mm-hmm. and then this could be for home field advantage throughout yep. the playoffs. I agree. I'm going to take the Saints at home. I think it's going to be definitely a close game. I think it's going to be a close game, and uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees find a way to pull yeah, it I'm out. We're going Saints. Saints cover. Go ahead. San Francisco. Ooh, they can. What's crazy is San Francisco is the five seed, <laughs> right? At ten and two, right? That's nuts. All right. Uh, next game, guys. Dolphins travel to New Jersey, New York to Jeez. play the Jets. Jets are favored by five and a half. Ian. Uh, I'm Port- sorry, Porter. Port-tar-tar. Yeah, I want nothing to do with this game. Who was it? Dolphins at Jets. Dolphins have looked better recently. Let me get them Dolphins. Come on, Fitzy. Fitz magic. Okay. Bop. Yeah, I'm going to do Fitz magic too. Fins up. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Jets. Devontae Parker is playing right? a solid season. Right. What's his status? Could he? Why don't have? Why haven't they traded him? I don't know. 
He's been, he's always been like just a solid receiver. Yeah. Well, he he's come out of no, like he's going to win people championships this year most likely. Yeah. Fantasy football that is. On my bench, motherfucker. All right. Sorry. And what say you? <laughs> God, you never know what you're getting with either one. I know. Right. That's so hard. <laughs> Magic or tragic. Jets or mono? Even the Jets, like, the, you're just getting the fucking mono. Jets who just trounce, trounce people or mono Jets, yeah. Mono. Who they trounce? Oh, uh, <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders, <laughs> Raiders and the Redskins. And well, the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, yeah. Uh, that was glorious, that Cowboys game. Fins up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No! Bounce back. Jets, do it. Book it. Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) We'll remember this one. (laughs) All right, Ian. Colts travel to Tampa. Tampa's favored by two and a half. Fuck Tampa. Go Colts. Let's go, Jacoby. They're good. I agree. I think they're... They just got whooped. They did. But I picked that one, so I knew that was going to happen. I think Tampa's better than their record Who was that? The the Jaguars? But I'm still going Colts. Bob, what are you going? I really want to go Tampa. I do want to go Tampa, too. Well, get it. You know Tampa what? Too. Hey. Yeah. You know what? I said. Um, who did the Who did the Bucks play last week? Whoever. It was, oh, they played Jacksonville. Yeah, and, and I beat said the that, crap out of them. Right, and I said that Jameis was going to play, throw like three picks, and have a terrible game. So that's going to happen this week. <laughs> Colts. Tampa. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next game. Oh. Broncos travel to Houston. Houston coming off their most impressive win of the season against New England. Same with the Broncos against the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Texans are favored by nine. Damn. Porter. Sorry. Say again. Hope text me. <laughs> um, Broncos travel to Houston. Texans are favored by nine. Yeah, Houston. Houston all the way around, guys? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, Ian, Chargers travel to Jacksonville. The Chargers are favored by three. Gardner Minshew is coming back. Who's favored? The Chargers are. Really? Because they suck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm fucking done picking them. Guys, (laughs) terrible. Every fucking week. The Jaguars Jaguars paid Nick Foles to be their franchise quarterback now and in their future. Drafted a sixth rounder at Gardner Minshew, who I believe went to three different colleges, all the way from East Carolina to Washington State. And he was just named their starter for the rest of the season. Yep. So, uh, the only reason he wasn't is because Foles got healthy, right? Like, they just. Well, because the money they're paying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it wasn't for the money. Gardner was started because Foles got hurt. And then once he got healthy, they put him back in. Nothing that Minshew did. He was playing well. Yeah, yeah. You going Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad Minshew Mania was over, but I'm going. I'm going be, Jacksonville too. He's the better quarterback. How's that idea of you? Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Chargers going across country. It's tough. Jacksonville all the way around. Dang. Okay. Porter. The suddenly hot Tennessee Titans. I believe they won three game, three games straight, three in a row. Uh, travel to Oakland. Titans mm, are favored by two and a half. Freaking Tennessee. I believe uh, they're, they're on the outside looking in. How, uh, how about this? That three-game win streak started with the Chiefs. They've scored 35, 42, and 31 points in those three games. 
The Titans? The Titans. The fucking yeah. Titans with Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry, yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm influencing Porter's answer. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn Gare Bears. Uh, Oakland's so good at home. Uh, Titans. Okay. Bob? Uh, like I said, for the Raiders, for no reason. They just win games for no reason. And this is going to be a game they're going to win for no reason. Oakland? Okay. They can. Stay hot, Tennessee Titans. Ian? Oh, I'm going Tanny. Smart of him to go to an opportunity where he, he could see a, he had a chance yeah, to start. Yep. Because that looks like it's going to be his team. Mariota's not coming back. Nope. Not a slash. Nope. All right. Uh, another great game here. Our two teams I'm kind of confused with. <laughs> um, a number of us picked them to win the Super Bowl or at least go to the Super Bowl. Let's check again. We have um, Ian, uh, Tom, and Bobby both have the Chiefs, Chiefs losing the Super Bowl. Uh, Ian has them winning. Doesn't look like it. Dick has them winning. Healy has them losing in the Super Bowl. So every well, single person Dick, here Dick, besides Porter Dick, has them Dick, going Dick, to the Dick, Super Dick, Bowl Dick, at the Dick, minimum. Dick, Dick. Um, so. <laughs> Still going to be the Redskins. Going back. <laughs> Chiefs travel to New England. New England's favored by three. That is a toss-up. Oh, no. Ian, I, you, you sadly have to go first. Chiefs. Shit. Yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs have... Uh, I don't want to say they've underwhelmed thus far, but they weren't as scary as they were last year. Is that fair to say? At least defensively? Definitely defensively. And I, I, and think, I think offensively because... Uh, I mean, they lost Kareem Mahomes Hunt. Mahomes and Kareem Hunt, but Mahomes got hurt too. Yeah, and definitely they've... Taking a step back defensively or progress, maybe. Yep. Uh, I mean, but then again, New England's going to, they're the Patriots. They're going to figure it out. It's in New England. Crap. I'm going KC also. Bob, that was my pick, KC. I think, I think the Chiefs are closer to figuring out than the Patriots. Yeah, Chiefs. Guys, I don't oh, think we've Jesus. ever unanimously agreed on the Patriots losing. That's probably that's got to be a first. Which means they'll win. Yep. The Patriots are winning. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, and now it doesn't matter. Right before. now, in, in my for Healy. in my opinion, she always has her picks before she listens. This has been the best coaching job Mike Tomlin has ever done in Pittsburgh. Hell, fucking it's yes. unbelievable. They are. If the playoffs started today, they are the current sixth seed with their fourth string quarterback in. Mm-hmm. And no Juju, and no James Conner, yep. and no uh, their center. Uh, Pouncy. Pouncy, because he got yep. suspended. So anyways, the Steelers travel to Arizona. Steelers are favored by two and a half. Really? A rematch of one of the best Super Bowls I've ever witnessed. Yeah. At Sean Keating's house. Sean Keating, Sean Keating. I was in college. I wasn't there for that. You weren't there? Yeah. You missed a great game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Porter. Uh, Steelers. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's you know it's gonna happen. 
<laughs> because I picked the Cardinals last week and they got crushed. I'm never going to pick them again. I'm going to pick the Steelers and the Cardinals are going to win. So, but I'm going Steelers. God, why? <laughs> There's no reason to do that. <laughs> can I? Can I say? Is there a reason to do that? No. I'm. I'm in a keeper league and uh, with Fat Kid and his friends, Joe Arbus. Friend of the program. Friend of the program. <laughs> I FOTP had David Johnson oh, on my team last year, and I thought, oh, what an excellent running back to keep as your keeper. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Well, no. That's Porter drafting uh, number God one God damn it. Kenyon Drake now. God damn it. Anyone that drafted God damn Bob drafted David Johnson <laughs> is so screwed. Damn. Barkley didn't get hurt. Such a different place. Right Bobby, I agree with you. I want to take the Cardinals because it's in Arizona, and I just can't imagine the Steelers continuing continuing to win with, with all of those factors that you just mentioned. And who the fuck is their quarterback at the same duck time? Something. Duck Delvin Hodges. Hodges. He's a professional duck, duck caller. Oh I'm still going Steelers just because the I think the Cardinals have lost three or four straight. Give me that island. Lone wolf it. Going Cardinals? Fuck yeah. All I don't right. think a duck collar can do it too many games in a row. All right. Next game. Although credit to... Uh, they have lost five games straight. Hey, they're due. Um, Seattle travels to Los Angeles to play the Rams, L.A. Um, LA. L.A. Seahawks are favored by only two and a half points. I thought it would be more than that. Yeah. Against the Rams? Against the Rams. At home for the Rams? Yes. Yup. And L.A. Seahawks. Cause I actually I picked them to win the division too. Actually, you did. Mm-hmm. And picked Seattle to win the division. He was the oh, nope. Dick also picked them too. Yeah. Fucking redneck. All right, Bob. Uh, I'm going Seattle after their by two week little slump. It seems like. Russ is back and finding his groove. And their defense is not the Seahawks defense of old, but it's still pretty good. We got Jadevian Clowney. Clown, Clowney added a lot. Bobby him. Wagner is still Bobby legit. Still one of the hey. Best hey. Hey, there it is. One of the best linebackers in the league. That, that secondary is it's no uh, <laughs> Legion of Boom, but yeah. They can they can well, create they can create turnovers. Another thing that was really impressive with Seattle's win yesterday, one, that's a heck of a Vikings team. And then two, Tyler Lockett was shut out and they still won. Yeah. I mean, that's their best Offensive weapon, with the exception of Russell Wilson, and, and uh, Metcalf had an okay game. He caught the ball up. He had, yeah. he had a couple of drops. Yep. Porter, what say you? Yeah, Seahawks. Who's the best team in the NFC right now? Right Seahawks, now, Seahawks or Saints or Packers or Vikings or Forty Niners. Those are five good teams, yeah. man. I think, it, I think I'm gonna go Saints. It's either Saints or Seattle. I still got 49ers up there. I think they're really good. But Saints. I'm waiting for Jimmy G to regress back to like the mean. He doesn't have to do much, though. He, really he doesn't. doesn't. But he also played really well against the Ravens. We were talking about this with Umo yeah. last night. He played really well. But that's there's no way that's he's can continue playing that, you know, that at that high of a level sure. for forever. He's just I don't think he's just that good. All right. Um Porter. Giants travel to Philly. Monday Night Football, Philly's favored by eight and a half. Yeah, Philly. Okay. Good Lord, did the Eagles need this win. And I really, <laughs> I hate them so much. I hate them so much. Uh, their, their sadness is my joy, but they're going to win. Yep. Agreed. There's, I will 
I'll be so happy if this will be their fourth straight loss. I will be just so overjoyed if they lost this game. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm rooting then, for the Giants. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we want the Giants to win anyways. That's true. It's a, a double prizes. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, Philly's going to win. Yeah. Get the fuck in the goal. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that V? <laughs> back to back. Back to back. Back to back. Caps have scored back-to-back goals. Take a two-one lead. Run up about a minute. My God, he's my man. so fucking good. Yeah. Cue the picture of him holding up his sleeve. <laughs> Just so cute. <laughs> Just the cutest picture of all time. I like Stanley Cups. I forget about showing that too. I was like, yeah, just look at it. Look at him holding up his sleeve. Like, yeah. Why? I was like, his tattoo is on his fucking wrist. <laughs> like, it's a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> I was like, there's a good three feet in between him holding up the fucking sleeve. Uh, does Oshi have the A with Baxter out? The second A. That's a good. I question. think I just saw. I think I just saw. Yeah, that I, would make I, sense. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Oh, I love Oshi so much. So much. What a sign. Okay. What a trade? It was a trade, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. But yeah, yeah. still what a in. Our Washington Redskins travel to Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> Why gotta be first? <laughs> I think every time Ian's like one of the bookends, he always has to pick the Redskins first. Yes, <laughs> the Packers are favored by thirteen. <laughs> Bet they are. <laughs> thirteen. What say Uh-oh. you? Nice pass. I'll tell you what, if they score right here, gonna <laughs> 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 pick the Redskins. Oh. Oh my God, he almost got that too. Uh, all right, got it out of the neutral zone. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back to your regular schedule program. All right, so that being said, Redskins cover, Green Bay wins. <laughs> cover 13. In Green Bay? Yeah, we score cover. is what? Fucking A. I forgot about that one. In Green Bay in December. Jesus. <laughs> Those are usual gems. Let's go with. Defensive running game, 19-13. Yeah. I'm going to go Packers win, 24-13. They cover. 19-13, Uh Yeah, I think they're going to try to implement the same game plan that they just had against Carolina. Again, I don't think the Green Bay rush defense is great. They can get a great pass rush, and I think that's how it helps their pass defense. Um, that keeps Aaron Rodgers off the field. I think they're going to try to confuse Dwayne Haskins, and he's not going to be able to step up. It's going to be his first real defense he's going to see as a starter. Yep. So I'm going to go Packers. It's going to be 20. Let's go Packers 26. Redskins 17. They they cover late. 17. Nice. Everyone's picking us to cover. GP. Uh, go on the Packers. And I'm going 21-15. Okay. What was the Redskins score last week? Yeah. It was uh last week. Twenty nine like against the Panthers? Yeah. Twenty nine twenty one. Um I, I did twenty three seventeen, Ian did twenty four seventeen, Bobby twenty seven seventeen, Bill twenty one thirteen. But we all but we were all wrong. The Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> so uh can we talk actually about I win because I had the lowest spread, so all right. Price good. is right. You went over it. Get right. out of here. Uh, can we talk about the onside kick? 
Like, what the fuck was that? I, I, I love the still image of, I don't love it, I hate it so much, the four Redskins players with their hands up ready to block and the ball just going right by them. Like, like, it was, like it was nothing. It was Apke and uh, 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 Sean Young Hamilton. Yeah, and Apke's our best special teams player. Right by them. Please catch the ball. Yeah, a lot of onside kicks this week. Yeah, they definitely should have tied that game. <laughs> yeah, right after thanks, like during Thanksgiving, like Hope and her family were talking about onside kicks. I was like, yeah, since the new rules have been implemented, it's like a two percent success rate. It's like it doesn't happen anymore. It's like it's obsolete. Oops. Fucking a. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Then there was three in a row in the game that night, and then there was oh, yeah. the one against <laughs> us. I was like, Jesus Christ. Hey, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it finally it's back. I, I think it's better for the game, <laughs> but not against us. Go for the ball. <laughs> you're looking so dumb in front of host Sam. He's like, Eden, I thought you said you're on a sports sports podcast. podcast. Oh, that was a goddamn sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Still want that sound bite. I know you do. Um, all right. Well, what mark? What, hour uh, twenty-eight. Hour twenty-eight. Well, guys, much better. Good, good job. job. Guys. So good proud job. of ourselves. Porter, we'll see. It's not over yet. your time to shine, my friend. Oh, hey. <laughs> I think we're uh, we're low on time because I didn't interrupt Tom like thirty times this podcast. Or Ian, you'd get re- you're sitting right next to him. You guys did it very well. Yeah, that's because we're not sitting across from each other. Uh, no. I thought you guys would be playing like footsie or like holding hands or something. No, we're better eye contact. Uh, Distracted. <laughs> need need the faces. Yeah. Um. Has everyone seen uh, what you call it? The Irishman. Yes. No. Yes. I did not see it. Yes. Uh, so I saw it's three and a half hours long. Long it's as fuck. Very very fucking long movie. Um, you can basically watch the first two and a half hours and then stop and then you know watch the epilogue uh, <laughs> when you're uh, you know having nothing else to do. I thought the. The CGI was I, I they I read somewhere that like a massive portion of this budget was just the CGI to make Robert De Niro, uh, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci look younger in the younger sequences. It didn't work, um, it didn't. and he just hey, looked so fucking weird. Like Al Pacino, or, um, uh, Robert De Niro was in like a truck. He was a truck driver in the beginning, and just looked exactly like. De Niro just with blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, he he didn't look any really different. He just his face looked weird and he had blue eyes. I got used to it. Yeah. Um see Pesci's de-aging didn't bother me. Nor did um Pacino's. Pacino's was actually done well. Yeah. I think yeah. De Niro's was done horribly. De Niro's was the one that I was like, yeah. guy, come on. Like there was I'm not trying to give anything away. There was a scene in which he was went to defend his daughter. <laughs> yeah. That's and so and he was he supposed he was supposed to be like a middle aged man, not e- yeah. like younger than that, I think. Forties, yeah. like a young father, yeah. and like he's walking like he is a geriatric, right? Or you know himself. Yeah. Uh, no, it was. It was. It was good. great. I mean, it was. It was basically. I mean, uh, not to you know knock uh, the great Martin Scorsese, but. All his movies are exactly the same fucking thing. <laughs> That's his formula. It's yeah. it's it's a fucking you know. It's mob guys doing mob things, and in the end, they all go to prison or they die. It was Goodfellas, but older. <laughs> but Irish. And the, and the Irish. It wasn't, though. I, I will really say Joe it. Pesci's acting was phenomenal. So Al Pacino's was he's fucking gonna win an Oscar phenomenal. For Pesci? Yeah. Pacino, I thought was awesome. Yeah, he did really he was well. He was great. Yeah. My, um, my advice 
uh, people that haven't watched it yet is I'm not saying you need to do go at length, but know a little bit about what the, who the Teamsters were because yeah. yes, it was a mob movie, but it was primarily about you know the Jimmy Hoffa saga. Yeah, um, that is what how powerful the Teamsters were mm-hmm. back in that decade, yeah. decades. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, had their had their fingers and everything. I mean, aside from that, my other thing, a uh, comedy special. If you like him, uh, Tom Berbigula, have you ever heard of him? He's got a special out now. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. Um, he does kind of a he, he doesn't really do jokes about things, more about making fun of his own life, which is very easy to do. <laughs> but uh, he talks about like him having a uh, having a daughter and starting a family and 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 that. And he 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 did really really well. Um, similar to that, Seth Meyers has a comedy special out that's basically the exact same thing. Um, I think they got released a week mm-hmm. apart from each other, um, but both do very well. Uh, worth the hour twenty to watch the special. So, uh, I, I, I is better. I did want to go back to the Irishman because you both sound kind of eh. Yeah. See, I really liked it. I thought, I mean, with the the fact that with the obviously three and a half hours long is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, do not go see that in the theaters. You're going to have to pee. Yeah, no. Uh, is it in Netflix? It yes. is on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which also, why would you go to the theaters? It's on Netflix. That makes no sense. You, you can't see it in the theaters. It's on my point because it's on Netflix. You can. You can. It's oh, also can. in theaters. Oh, right. really? Yeah, it's on both. That's smart of them. Yeah, it is. Uh, Except hmm. the fact that it's a three and a half hour. Right, well, to that point, like, <laughs> it's three and a half hours. It this, needs an intermission. This tweet, <laughs> like... I watched The Irishman with my parents. My dad was silent the whole time except for when De Niro's truck broke down and he said, must be the transmission. He didn't say anything else for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like an old dad at like Thanksgiving, <laughs> after Thanksgiving, just like not talking. Uh, no. the, the transmission. The, the Irishman has a 96% must be the rating on Rotten Tomatoes. A what? 96%. Oh, damn. You oh, know, it, I, mean, I don't, I don't agree. Rotten, Rotten I don't agree with 96%. Yeah. What was the, what was the audience rating? 86. Yeah. I agree. That I'd be I'd be more audience rating more yes, than that. Yes, I'm way more in the 80s. I'm, I I don't I yeah. didn't hate the movie. It, it at all. wasn't it wasn't the acting. I, I really just think it was the length. Yeah. That it, it kind of felt like one of those um there's so many needless scenes. Drags on. Yeah. It was yeah. so dragged on. It, it so really was. Scenes. And you know, it was kind of like the Lord of the Rings where just end the fucking movie, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like uh, you, you did good. Return of the King. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have all the hobbits run in and jump on the bed. But I, I gotta say, you know, you know, some of the most biggest actors of our time, or even before that, excuse me, and they're all in this movie together. Just from you know, Pacino, Pesci has, has done like two movies in the past like fifteen years. Came out of retirement. Yeah. Um, who was the um, Pesci's boss? Uh, Harvey Keitel was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were so many people. Yeah, I mean, it was just loaded with with. A listers on here, and the the acting itself was in, was incredible. That you know the um, the background, the music that's playing throughout the score, all of that's still typical Scorsese. It's amazing. That's score, score, Scorsese. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect some uh, hardware to come home for them come Oscar season. Yeah, especially Pacino and Pesci. And I think again, without giving anything away, Ray I, Romano. I forgot. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the. But I know, yeah. you know that really the Porter you said just it, it was Goodfellas again. Yeah, and yeah because there's a rise in organized crime and then there is just such a substantial fall and that's kind of the the pinnacle. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street was kind of like that with the exception of you know mafia ties, but it was a yeah. rise and then a fall. Yeah. Um, I like Goodfellas better. Yeah, I do too. Um, it was nice to, st- but Pesci didn't play the same. 
Tommy. He I, wasn't the I same. I liked him not doing that. Yes. I liked him. Too. I liked the, him in that role a lot. The, the, I thought he did sure. very the diplomat. Very well. Who's this? Even killed Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. The breaking out of his Russell Buffalino between you know Goodfellas and Casino. Anna Paquin. Uh, we were talking about this earlier too, and she she does like nothing in this movie. No. Like she has like just a lot of lines. a lot oh, of rogue. Yeah, rogue. A lot of <laughs> a lot of mean stares. Yeah, a lot of RBFs. Yeah. yeah. But we were talking about the this stepdad earlier. from Ant Man. Yeah. He's a uh, you know he's Italian as hell. But Bobby the Joe Canavale. Pesci thing as like as an older guy, like he killed it. Yeah. Like the, the really, young really age, I didn't like all that, but like the way they actually aged them mm-hmm. towards death, I thought they did a really good job on that. Yeah. When they're eating in the fucking prison. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. It was good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it was. Out. I, I I would still watch it, Bobby. Yeah. You know, it's just, called the Irishman. Where the fuck are the Irish people? Okay. Yeah. Man, right. These are. Dirty, towards the, dirty the end. Dirty towards the end, when he's, uh, he picks the box, I was like, "Really? That's that's, that's it? That's it? That's what all? <laughs> that's it? That's a, that's the only distinction you would have ever gotten from the entire Come movie on, that he Scorsese. was Irish." Bobby, I would say watch it. Um, if you need to watch it over two nights, go for it. Cool. I mean, I I sat through the whole thing. Final taquito rating. I'd give it four out of five taquitos, but it's definitely not steak and cheese or jalapeno and cream cheese. <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but I'll give it four. That's All fair. Right. Yeah. All right. I agree with that. I can yeah. do that. All right. Not a bad week, boys. Just a little over an hour and a half. Hope everyone could uh, stay us. with us. Yeah. Look at us. Tom's, at us. Tom's happy. Hope. Also, I did see Knives Out. Go see that. That was really yeah. good. What I enjoyed it? that a lot more than uh, what is it? the Irishman. Knives Out. No, Daniel Knives Craig out. and... Yeah, great fucking Captain America, bro. Captain America. It kind of looks like a, a girl in a dragon tattoo type situation where it's a it's, really fucked up rich family. It's a whodunit, and we haven't seen any whodunits like this. Okay. Right? Wait. Uh, yeah. Something's afoot. Gone Girl? <laughs> oh, but no. What's, more, what's that uh, movie like, with Adam Sandler? All right. <laughs> uh, grown ups, grown ups too. Ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes for Knives Out. Knives Out. See, like that. I w- still, I wouldn't give it ninety seven, but because Rotten Tomatoes just hands out ni- above ninety five is like it's nothing now. Yeah, but I go nineties. I go, I go low nineties. Action Bronson's in it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. I, I loved it. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for everyone for tuning in, listening this week. Really strong episode. Good to have Porter back. Thanks for joining us, Porter. Hey, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, follow along. Put me in Coach Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify uh, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, spread the word, share. Let us know what you think. Let us know where else you would like to hear the podcast. I'm trying to find other places to put the podcast on uh, where it can be more available. One. On, down by the shore. Uh, PMIC podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a follow and also spread the word. We're, we're team. We're hashtag team follow back. So give us a follow. Uh, at Tom underscore Natalie at Ian underscore Foster twenty one at Gregory's back at Bobby underscore Blanco for myself for Tom Kirk Ian, Cousins fault Kirk Cousins Kirk's fault for Tom Ian and Porter. I'm Bobby. We'll see you next week. Nice. Oh wait, no, we, we won't see you next week. I'll be at the winter meetings. We'll see you in two weeks, week before Christmas. Okay. See you then. Hey you. Bye bye. My watch is ended. This has been Put Me in Coach Podcast. Screw you guys. I'm going home.